best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? I'm doing well, Jared. How about you, buddy? I am not doing too bad. Excited, excited to talk a little bit of baseball here today. We got a little bit of, so we got a question of the day for you guys. As always, we're going to talk a little bit. Should the Angels trade Luis Renifo? His name's been out on the trade market for a little while. Uh, we're going to talk a little Tyler Anderson's been leaked to the Angels. Angels been in contact with the Rays. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's get this rolling here, Nate. We're going to talk some baseball. Of, as always, like I mentioned before, we're going to have a little bit of a question of the day. And you are already cheating on this because you know to just look at my Twitter. Got a question here for you. Brought it out there. A lot of, uh, a lot hey. of interesting names. I think there's two interesting names, and then there could be some other ones. Who will be the Angels opening day starting catcher in 2023? Okay. Is it, so, is it tough? Is it tough though? Is the question, or is it like eh, it could be? It's a coin flip. I I think because most likely Shohei Otani starts opening day, you're probably going to let Max Stassi catch him just because of the experience and just the overall like general 
like he's caught him more times than Ohapi. Um, so I, I think Stassi does get the opening day nod. Now, do I think he catches the most games this year? No. But I think just because of um just because of general like who's caught him the most and just comfortableness, I, I think Max Stassi's the guy. No free agents. That was that's what I'm really getting at. I mean, no, is, it, I, is it actually I, I a fifty fifty or do we think that Logan O'Hoppy possibly starts in the minors? That's that's I think what it comes down to, right? I, I think even if you're bringing in somebody, you're bringing in somebody who is probably not starting opening day. Um, you're probably bringing in like a Robinson Torino, somebody like that, where it's like, hey, you have a shot to make the roster. Um, I don't. Maybe even um, uh, Roberto Perez, who, yeah, you probably have a shot to make the roster if you perform well in spring training, but probably not starting opening day, probably going to let Max Stassi do that, especially with Shohei Otani, who you want to keep. Um, you you want to make sure that the guys who catch him have done it before. Cause he, he does have a lot of pitches and, you know, he's probably not the easiest guy to catch just because he's pretty gross. So um, I, I think Stassi catches game one. Yeah, there's a bunch of different names. Like I mentioned, Perez, Torinos. Uh, I'm a huge Hedges guy. I think he would fit perfectly with what the Angels are trying to do back there. Um, but I also think that if you're signing Hedges, you probably are trading Stassi. So things get get crazy with, with where they want to go with that position. But I think um, unless somebody is going to give them a major league piece for Max Stassi, Max Stassi is going to be on the roster because he's already signed. He's under contract. It's not a great contract, honestly, but, you know, he's when you're paying a guy seven million dollars, you, you just got to play him like there, there's no reason to sign a guy to let seven million dollars sit on the bench. Yeah, just like Aaron Loop and Ryan Tepera. Um Not I, I, I'm not starting. I'm not opening any cans. I'm just messing with you. You already did, but it's OK. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm in agreement with you. Um, I do think that it is Stassi and Ohapi opening day. Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see the um, the what is the word that I'm looking for chemistry uh, between Logan Ohapi and um, and Shohei Otani because you would have to imagine that's the guy moving forward, especially if the Angels do think about re-signing Shohei Otani long term. Um, you, you think that that's the guy, unless of course you bring in somebody to just catch. Shohei Otani, which also makes sense because, I mean, in a sense, it's very similar to catching a knuckleballer. As weird as that sounds, you know, I mean, he's got, what, six or seven different pitches. He throws triple digits. He can bring in the 60-mile-an-hour curveball. I mean, it's it's not easy to catch a guy like that. And then the Angels also have some really interesting, like, I mean, Ben Joyce is not going to be an easy guy to catch either. Though Ohapi, I believe, has caught a, lot, a good amount of Ben Joyce as well. Uh, so I, I get it, you know. So I, I'm with you. I think it's Stassi. Uh, however, you know, I mean, if Stassi's hurt, it's probably Ohapi and Thice, I would assume, or I think that's... they signed a guy at that point. Like, I, well, I would also, hurt, I also I think, think that... I think they signed a guy, even if it is a re sign of Chad Wallach, even if it is a Austin Romine type of guy. Austin... They do have, they do yeah. have Anthony Mulrine down there, and I know a lot of people aren't going to know who he is. I, he's, I love he's it. not quite ready offensively, though, is he? he? As a, as a as a catcher, do you want do you need a guy who's like he's going to be very similar? I I think he's going to be very similar. He would be very similar to a guy like Austin Hedges at this point in his career. Austin Hedges is like a two hundred hitter, right? Yeah. Right now, 
But so, Austin Hedges has proven that he yes, could yeah. be the best defensive catcher in baseball, which is a little different than a guy who has got up to double A. Triple A. Maybe. Triple A. Triple A. So that's the only reason why I bring up Moran's name because he is he does catch in triple A. He was catching a lot of I mean, I think I went back, we went back and looked at it, and it was uh the only guy. Uh, not he, he's basically the only guy not catching Chase Silseth. Silseth was uh, with I can't think of who it was in Double A, but um, not Watson. I can't I can't think of who it is. I can see his face. I just can't. He's a TCU kid. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, Morin usually catches those type of those type of guys. He caught Reed Detmers his entire career down in uh, in Rocket City as well. So yeah, definitely a name to keep out uh, keep an eye on with, but. We'll see how it we'll see how it goes. That he's gonna be in the org for a long time because he's one of those guys that just you know he's he's a good all-around guy. He's a he's a good player, he's a catcher, he's smart, he knows how to, you know, talk to pitchers, he's a good communicator, he's probably a coach in the long run because that's just what you look for in a coach. So you just described Jose Molina from two thousand and two, two thousand and three. Are you are you upset that the Angels have Jose Molina? Down no, no, right I'm. Like, I, I was, I was making that to be a good thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I, you I know, mean, he's now, now this got into a minor league chat, but like, I, I, I really like Anthony Moore. And in fact, um, speaking of that, there's, uh, let's, let's just like hint, hint there because I feel like I want, I want, I'm gonna go uh, try to get him on the podcast and see if we can. So, it's a good guy. So fantastic. Uh, I think we're both in agreement, though. Max Stassi is the opening day starting catcher. Uh, let's go ahead and get on to this. We, I did say we we're going to talk a little bit of qualifying offers. Obviously, the Angels haven't qualified, offered anybody. Um, well, hopefully, they had, they didn't. I know, you know, kind of a joke there. They they didn't, to be honest. $19 million, They weren't going to give that to uh, any of the free upcoming free agents. They've only given it to one in their career in the career and they've signed three can you name i mean the one's easy can you name one right yeah Syndergaard. no they did not offer Syndergaard. no they oh iglesias yes i thought you were saying who did they, they three, sign they signed yeah, three guys was one of them they signed three guys you know who those three guys were Syndergaard was one of them uh, uh anthony rendon was one of them and oh boy fan favorite josh hamilton there you go Got it with fan favorite, huh? That that gave it away, fan favorite. So, yes. Are you ever? Do you ever look at it and are you ever upset that the Angels don't qualify offer more guys, or is it just where they they just haven't produced anybody? Like they, the last, they guy, don't have anyone. To yeah, the last guy, offer. the last guy they, the last guy that they could have was probably Mike Trout. Um, Howie Kendrick got QO'd by the Dodgers. Yeah. when I was looking stuff up. So but Kendrick was, was trade. one of the... He wasn't, he wasn't even in the org for an opportunity to be qualified. Yep. Um, yeah, no, the Angels don't really have a guy where you're like, oh, yeah, I really want to give this guy, you know, it's gone from 15 to 17 to 18 to 19 now. They, they don't really have that guy who's been a free agent for them where it's like, oh, my gosh, if we lose this guy and we're giving him and we don't offer him the qualifying offer, like, we're idiots. They they just haven't had that guy. I I didn't mind the uh, Iglesias qualifying offer last year. You know I'm a huge Iglesias guy, um, and and it worked out fine for them. I mean he he resigned and then you know they traded him or whatever. But I I, I don't think they really have had that guy. We're like oh man, we really need to use this qualifying offer. I think it's more for elite players and the the next guy to be looking at would be 
Shohei Otani will get the qualifying offer from the Angels. Yeah, if he's Otani, if he's Otani. on their roster at the end of the season, Otani, Taylor Ward, probably yeah, right after maybe. that. Maybe. Patrick, Patrick Sandoval. Maybe I. I'm just I throwing, mean, just throwing out names at this point because I mean you're looking at down the road those those are the probably prominent figures you'd assume. You you so. would hope that Sandoval might get a long term deal done before that maybe like a five year deal going in the next year or two. Taylor Ward. Honestly, wouldn't be shocked if he's not on the roster opening day. Keep uh, keep up with your fantasies, man. So, um, just, just <laughs> looking look, looking at the list of guys who got the QO, is anybody worth giving up that second round pick for that that the Angels could sign? Now, Aaron Judge, Trey Turner. I mean, I'm going to give it. I, I mean, Trey Turner, Alexander Bogarts, I think are in the Angels range. Uh, Dansby Swanson, same thing. I don't know if the Angels are really, you know, I don't think anybody is really worth it besides that. I mean, Jake DeGrom, but I don't think the Angels are going to be in on Jake DeGrom. Um, Aaron Judge, Angels aren't going to be in on um, Aaron Judge. Carlos Correa doesn't get a, uh, didn't get the qualifying offer. He's a shortstop. He was not allowed. Yeah, I, I don't think the Angels are in on run, a Rodon. I don't think the Angels are in on Nemo. I don't think the Angels in are, are in on Contreras. Um, and then beyond that, I don't think it's worth it. Like Chris Bassett. Sure, maybe, but I'm not giving up. A, I, I wouldn't do it. Um, I wouldn't give him long term either. You look at Anthony Rizzo. That's another guy that I'm not going to give him any longer, any more money. Uh, Tyler Anderson, who we'll talk about shortly. I'm not going to do that. Uh, Martin Perez. They've already talked about going back to going back to Texas. Jock Peterson's an interesting name, but I don't know. I'm uh, not giving up a second well, rounder for that guy. Yeah, Nathan Avaldi, same thing. I don't think I'm giving I'm up. Not giving up a second, a second rounder, rounder for that guy. Though you look at you look at who, I mean, there aren't too many guys drafted with that second round pick, but it depends on how you are using that money to draft as well. It's not well, just players. Well, it also depends on the draft too, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we've seen the Angels, Brandon Marsh was a second round pick, uh, Chris Rodriguez, second round pick, if I remember correctly, fourth, fourth round pick, fourth. but in the same draft? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Paris, Paris, like they, they've had some decent second round picks that... Jackson. Yeah. They've had some guys that have turned into, you know, potential prospects. Like when I say potential prospects, I mean guys that like actually will contribute at the major league level and not just like, you know, Matt Thysett where they're up and down, up and down and not really a contributor. Ben Joyce, um, overpaid third rounder. Third round, yep. So so they've had those guys that have been able to hit in the second round. And also like the only guy that you can really, really say has – didn't work out for him is the Josh Hamilton one because he he really hasn't been to the bigs. Um but the Nationals that was what three years ago? They could have drafted an 18 year old kid. I don't know off the top of my head who they took. Sammy Infante. Uh, so he he still has some time to to get better and he could be in the big leagues and then we could be looking going, man, that that was a really good pick that that's a great pickup for them. Um and then same thing with the Mets this year. I, I don't the Mets get it or did they they draft they drafted I can't remember the kid's name it was Nick uh something if you give me a second I'll look it up because I actually posted it today but um, um but yeah but you know what I'm saying like some of these guys it's it's really hard to say that it, it hasn't worked out for them um and and you look at some of the teams that get comp picks and, and things like that even if it's comp one or comp two some of these comp picks are really really good like 
I, I think it comes down to money too. You know, oh, I mean, yeah, like you can like you you can now then overpay in the in the first round for somebody. You know, the Angels hadn't the Angels have been going under slot this entire time in the first round. What mm-hmm. if you could go at slot or over slot? You know, I mean, that changes it up. You could have gotten Cleo Watson. I mean, I think they still could have gotten Cleo Watson over Sam Bachman. You know, you could you could go out and um, pay for uh, the kid the Rangers got in the third round. I can't remember his name right now. Who Brock Porter? Uh, Porter, yeah, you could have went out and overpaid for Porter if you wanted to, though Porter didn't make a lot, you know, you could have still got him in the first, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you look at it and yeah, I mean, the Rangers went under slot with Rocker in the first and I think they had, they had another pick and then, you know, they did go. I think they did Porter. really good in the draft too. Yeah, they, honestly, they, they, had a, they had a very good draft. So, so to look at that, I, I'm not really, with the way that the Angels have been able to develop the second round pick isn't really that big of a deal right now um, until they prove that they can develop, especially early round picks. Like everyone loves to say, Oh, the angels develop the angels develop. Look at Jared Walsh, 39th round pick. The only reason you say he's developed is because he was taken the 39th round. That guy was taken the first round. People are saying, uh, maybe, you know, okay. First round pick. Um, everyone points to David Fletcher, fifth round pick. Um, Griffin Canning, second round pick. Some of these guys are like average major leaguers, which is great. But like if they're taken early in the draft, people are going, eh, we missed. So I do think that the second round pick isn't necessarily that big of a deal if if you're going to compete. Like if the Angels are actually going to be competitive and be a playoff team, the second round pick doesn't matter. But if they're going to finish with their same old 75 wins, then that second round pick is going to mean something because if they're finishing with 75 wins, Shohei Otani's walking out the door and you need as many prospects as possible. You like, I don't, I don't care how much money you throw at the guy, the guy wants to win. So if you're going to, you know, punt on this off season and have a very poor season, Shohei Otani's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go play for the Dodgers. I'm going to go play for the Mariners. I'm going to go play for a playoff team. And have a shot to win a World Series because I'm sick and tired of missing the playoffs. So that second round pick would mean a lot because the Angels are going to need to draft a college guy to, to hopefully develop and get to the big leagues a little bit quicker than than maybe if they were a playoff team with not as many holes. You know, maybe one or two holes. It's like, hey, we can we can get rid of that second round pick and you know take a Trey Turner for for eight nine years or take a. <clears throat> take a Xander Bogarts for six, seven years because that second round pick, like, yeah, it might be good, but we know Xander Bogarts is good. We we know Trey Turner's good. So that's kind of my opinion. It kind of depends on wh- where you actually want to be. If you want to be a playoff team, like it, it doesn't matter as much, but if they're going to continue to mess around and, you know, we're good enough, this roster's good enough. It's deep enough. If we're going to keep hearing these answers, then, you know, don't sign any of these guys because you're not going to be good anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree with you there. You know, um, but there is there is a there is like a limit. Like I'm I'm not giving up a second round pick for Tyler Anderson. I'm not, and I know that's later on when what we're talking seg- about. Good good um, segment there. I mean, that's yeah. that's fine with me if we want to jump right into it. I I, I agree so, with you. Uh, I, I mean I mean go to go back to it real quick. Also, the Mets. It was uh, Nick Mor- Morbido, who's uh, the Gonzaga kid. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you already, I mean, bringing up 
Tyler Anderson as it is. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in agreement with you. I'm not giving up that second round pick for Tyler Anderson. Um, Nathan Avaldi, not giving up a second round pick for you. There aren't there aren't um, too many guys that I'm that I'm that I'm doing that with, and the Angels are going to be connected to a lot of them. Um, the Angels might get one of those guys. I, I'm I'm with it. If you do get one of those guys, it's the same thing as as the Noah Syndergaard thing. If you do get one of those guys, you need to sign him multiple years. Because Angels yeah. are not in a spot to give up a draft pick. You, you just said it. Angels aren't in a spot right now to give up a draft pick for a guy that's a rental. I mean, yeah. one year is a rental for all for all intents and purposes. Is. You don't build around a one-year deal. You know, you hope you get lucky. And I know the, the saying is no one-year deals are bad. Um, the Angels turn Syndergaard into a couple pieces, and that's that's fine because he was on a one-year deal and, and such like that. The Angels get up a second-round pick, and it's probably you probably get a Yadiel uh, Sanchez-type guy in that second round anyways. Maybe so, Mickey Moniak, honestly. Yeah, Mickey Moniak type guy in the second round anyways. A, a fourth outfielder who you're hoping might hit or something like that. So, yeah, you know, the Angels, you know, did end up being pretty even, I think, in that trade. Um, however, to get back to Tyler Anderson, yes, the Angels are, have been linked to Tyler Anderson. They've also been linked to some raised pitchers. We'll get to those shortly. Um, but Tyler Anderson, I'm I'm not in on, on what he's going to get. You know, he's – if he goes – Assuming he goes to the free agent market, um, and we'll we'll know this shortly if he does, and he doesn't accept the qualifying offer. If he goes to the free agent market, he either A wants multiple years or B is gonna want more than that 19 million over that one year. Fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. And I think for him, most likely, um he probably will want years. I think he he's realistic and knows that he's not gonna be getting 25, 30 million. He's 31 years old. With a career 4.16 ERA, he, you know, has had the career year with the Dodgers. He's had the one good year with the Dodgers and people are going to be skeptical of like, oh, hey, like he had a really good year with the Dodgers. But I mean, everyone has a really good year with the Dodgers. So I I don't know if I really want to jump on that bandwagon is kind of what I think most teams are going to say. So I wouldn't be shocked if he takes the qualifying offer, goes back, proves like, hey, it wasn't a fluke. I'm going to go out there, throw another sub three ERA up win, you know, 15 plus games, be another playoff starter, uh, pitch pretty good in the playoffs. He didn't pitch that well in his playoff outing. So that's something too. Like if he pitches good enough to get a playoff start and to like actually perform well in his playoff start, cause he, he came out of the pen. So that's the other thing too, is like, if I'm giving up a qualifying off, like a, a, a second round pick on a qualifying offer and it's a pitcher, the dude better be a playoff pitcher. Like I, I can't be giving up a guy who may or may not be a playoff starter. Like that, that's not going to fly for me. Like, that's why I said Nathan Valdi's not going to get one for me because, you know, probably not a playoff starter. Or if he is, he's that fourth starter. And you're like, eh, I've, seen Nathan Eval- I've seen Nathan Evaldi. Oh, he, he's great. Yeah. The scary thing with Nathan Evaldi, though, is what is the, the two Tommy Johns in right now? He gets yeah. a third one. He can't raise that arm above his head. He's never pitching again. Yeah. So, or like Carlos Rodon, like the way he pitched the last two years, like he's a for sure playoff arm if, if they get to the playoffs. Jacob DeGrom, He's he's starting a playoff game if you if you get to the playoffs type of thing, so that's kind of what I would be looking at. Tyler Anderson, just the numbers don't really back up the success of this year, and I would be very very scared to to sign him, especially knowing like the Dodgers basically can turn anything into a to look like that. I mean, how many times have we seen them just like sign some random guy? He has a great year or two, and then go somewhere else, and he's he's back to being a nobody. So I, I would be very, very scared to, to give him anything more than, than 19 million. 
And honestly, I wouldn't even give him fifteen million. Like I think he's more of that. That, that was gonna be my that was gonna be my price. I was gonna say three for forty five is the max that I think that you all that you give a guy like that. And I don't know if I feel comfortable giving him three for forty five at fifteen a year. I think I feel comfortable I was at, say three at three for three for thirty, three for thirty five, you know, that ten to twelve I would, range. I would sit at thirty three would be my my max. Thirty seven. 11 mil a year so that's that's where i would feel comfortable for sure yeah i'm in a i'm in full agreement with you there man i really am so uh more news on the off-season front angels are in on some raise pitchers again always a scary thing when rays want to get rid of major league talent i know we talk about this all the time off the record but um yeah it's, it's always it's always weird when the rays want to give away major league talent because it ends up not working out for them for the team that they that acquires that guy. So um, while yes, it's always fun to, you know, overpay for a race pitcher because he's pitching well in Tampa, it doesn't always work out. And I think, you know, we can kind of close the door on this one pretty easily that let's stay away from, uh, from these type of guys. Right. Absolutely. Um, Ryan Yarborough is a no go. Um, The only guy that really intrigues me a little bit is uh, Torinos. I know he's coming off TJ through seven innings this year. Didn't allow a run. He's interesting. He, he has been, you know, a three, five guy. So I wouldn't give up anything big for him, but I mean, it all depends on what, what the price tag is. So, yeah. but yeah, not really too excited about Rays players. Not really too excited about Dodger players because you've seen basically the Dodgers get as much as they can. Same as the Rays, They get as much as they can out of a guy for as long as they can. And then once they're ready to cut bait, it's usually not a good sign. Yeah. Yep. I'm in agreement there with you. And last but not least, uh, I guess teams have been reaching out about a certain Angels infielder, Luis Renifo. Um, last question before we go. We'll make this nice and easy. Are you trading him or are you keeping him? Somebody's going to overpay, sure. Um, I think you're at a you're at a spot where um, you you kind of have a little bit of depth up the middle. Not not good depth, but you have some depth. Like you have you have Soto, you have Fletcher, you have the like one of those guys should start of the three, Rangifo, Fletcher, Soto, not two, not three, one of them. And it really should be Rangifo out of the three. But if somebody's going to overpaying and give me way too much, then yeah, absolutely. But I'm not really going out of my way to trade him. I think the guy who makes the most most sense to trade on the MLB roster is Tate Ward, like I said earlier. Um, Outfield is a pretty easy spot to to go get um, a piece and add there. Um, also coming off a career year and we've, we kind of saw the up and down season with him. So he easily could be legit, but he's only got two years left before he's a free agent. So you, you really got to think about that as well, where it's like, eventually, if we're going to be paying Otani, this roster is going to have to be very, very young and not spend a lot of money. So if we can get two or three pieces that are, you know, five five years away from free agency and are very good then yeah you have to think about it but i mean both those guys honestly they give the angels a chance to win every day with with the way they performed this year but i don't know long term if they give the angels the most like the best chance to win yeah i i think i know everybody's like oh play renifo and left play him at first play him wherever he barely plays second yeah he's not a he's not a good defender um, so if somebody comes in and allows you do it, but uh, at the moment, he's your starting second baseman, uh, and you need a shortstop. So, um, and nope, David Fletcher and Levon Soto are not your starting shortstops. Exactly what you said. You want one of those three guys starting, 
Uh, and if more of them are starting uh, more often than not, we got ourselves a problem. So, uh, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos and watching us. If you could subscribe wherever you are listening or watching us, hello, YouTube, go ahead and pound that subscribe button. Um, go ahead and check us out on our website, TalkingHalos.com. That's up and rolling now. We're going to get a lot of fun stuff there. You can check out previous interviews. Uh, we'll just keep on rolling there uh, with a lot of good content coming out here pretty soon, getting writers collected. Um, so yeah, go ahead and follow us on all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at NateCreen34. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.